Teddy Feinberg, Matt Alibone, Game Time PA, the podcast. We are back at you after a little bit of a um, sabbatical, yeah. if you will. We had a, a short Thanksgiving break, I guess you'd call it. I think you could call it that. <laughs> I think you could call it that. Obviously, the football playoffs wrapped up. The uh, the fall sports season mm-hmm. wrapped up. Penn State football still rocking. Still rolling, incredibly rocking. Still incredibly rocking. But from a high school standpoint, it is the start of a new season. It is the start of the high school basketball season. Obviously, wrestling and swimming also get underway. But we wanted to do a podcast here today um, and focus on the high school hoop season, which is right around the corner. Tip-off tournaments tip off this weekend. And first of all, how you been? Doing well. And when we say, you know, sabbatical or Thanksgiving break, I think we've said this before from uh, the podcast. You know, obviously, we're, we're all still working hard. But I'm excited for hoop season. Basketball season was really exciting in this area last year. A lot of good players coming back. A lot of teams that lost a lot of guys. And this happens really every sport, every season. But there's so much uh, just unknown right now. And that's what makes it, ex- what makes it ex- exciting. Couldn't agree anymore. Can't wait for the high school hoop season to get underway. I am a basketball nut. And uh, I like all sports. <laughs> Let me just get, I'm a fanatic about everything. But particularly the four, the four major ones, which I consider baseball, football, basketball, hockey, I am obsessed to no end. Can't wait to get things started. Really looking forward to the YA basketball season. We are going to start in Division One. We are going to start in the boys' ranks. Obviously, I have my eyes on a handful of teams, but Madam Curious, what are you looking for? Well, the, in the big storyline is really Northeastern, I think, making the jump from Division Two into Division One. Uh, definitely a team that I think would have dominated Division Two this season, similar to the way they did last year, but I still think they can make around the Division One title. Even with losing uh, Kobe Nwandu, last year's best player, they have a lot of talent coming back. Uh, Fred Mulb is one of the players who should be a big role this year. Uh, the one kid, Rizzuto, the one guard, should be really good. So they have a lot of talent. Uh, I think they can contend for a Division One title. Can they knock off Spring Grove? That's the question. Spring Grove, of course, brings back the best player in the area, maybe the best player ever in the area, and Eli Brooks. Uh, the question for them is just how do they surround them with players? But I think they have a couple guys who can be good. And then, you know, it's Central York. They lose everything. How do they bounce back from that? William Penn lost a ton of talent. How do they bounce back from that? So those four teams, really, I think it's been Spring Grove Central and William Penn past couple of years, and I throw Northeastern into that. So it's really those four teams that, that you're looking at. And maybe New Oxford, too, a team that – got better last year and has a few solid pieces. Those are the kind of five I'd look at. I think you're overlooking one team, and that's Dallas Town, right? Yeah. yeah, I think Dallas Town is going to be a dangerous team, but I couldn't agree with you more about your top of the power pole prediction. I believe it will come down to Northeastern Spring Grove. Northeastern always has the horses. I recognize they lose some players. All teams lose players every single offseason. That's life in high school mm-hmm. athletics. They're going to bring back some athletes. They're going to be very good once again. They're definitely going to challenge Spring Grove. I will never discount a great player like Brooks. And when you have a great player like that, you are capable of winning the division. You are capable of winning counties. You're capable of doing well in district as well. So I see both of them as one, two. Take your pick. I, I'm not saying right. one respectively over the other. I think Northeastern might have a better overall team. I think Spring Grove has the great player. So mm-hmm. we will be. We will see how that shakes out will it be the 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 squad with the supporting cast or will it be the superior player who transcends all else this year will be a test on that i like dallas town making a strong run i think they can easily finish number three central york has a great coach in shiler i think that they can definitely i I just think on coaching acumen alone they could be back let's not forget last year central york lost a player like gingrich everyone was up in arms about that 
Jared Wagner did a sensational job. Jared Wagner's not back this year, and I think their team overachieved in large part because of Jared Wagner. But I also think Coach Schuyler has a great handle on the game. So I think they're going to be right there. I think that William Penn, I, I'm not going to discredit history, but you know they, they lose they, their three best senior players. So, and their head coach, yeah. their longtime head coach. With a um, new coach, Clovis Gall- um, Gallon, who's been in the program, so I think he kind of knows how things are, are run there. But really, those are them in Central York, they're just kind of the unknowns right now. We really don't know a lot about the guys 100%. they brought back. You brought central. You uh, brought up central now. Jared Wagner and some of those other guys last year who were their big players. They were still in the program. I remember talking to some head coaches last year. who Said they might maybe didn't play a ton the year before because all those other seniors. But we knew they were really Great good. Point. And Wagner was, I think, like a solid role player who was ready to take that role. I don't know if they have that this year though. I don't know. So either. that might be kind of the question. Uh, Dallas Town, a team that you know I forgot about initially, but I think they were a 500 last year. They took Spring Grove to overtime, I believe. So definitely a team that was pretty, even though under the radar last year, pretty scrappy. So they could definitely be uh, one to step up. And New Oxford, I think, deserves some attention. They lose uh, one of their best players in Devin Duvall, but they bring back a bunch of other kids, Ben Lehman, Jordan Brown, uh, John Wessel, kids who were pretty talented last year, and they got so much better, decent size, and can shoot. I think they'll be a contender. Those teams could definitely be on the come up. So I'm excited to see how D1 shakes out. I think you hit the nail right on the head for sure. Just want to give Dallas Town some love. I think they're definitely on the come up if all things click. You mentioned New Ox. And then, of course, we'll see how William Penn, Central York, how they shake out. <coughs> but at the tip top, right at the outset of the season, I got my eye on your Northeasterns and Spring Groves of the world. I think that's fairly obvious. Yes. Yeah. On the girls' side, what are you thinking? I know all the way I – well, I, I can't actually say all the way. I was going to say New Oxford all the way, but I am not going to sit here and disrespect Central York, nor am I going to disrespect Red Lion, who won it all last year. I can get more into detail on that here in a bit. But what do I you think, think we're looking at those three teams. New Oxford brings really everybody back, including Kaylin Long, one of the better athletes in this area. Team that uh, really overachieved to get the districts last year. So the, the lineup uh, has a lot of continuity. They played a lot of teams tough. Even when they lost last year, they didn't really get blown out a lot. So I think they're definitely poised to make that that jump to really the top of the, the division. But Central York brings it back. Uh, the Saxton girls back. They, they can be a really talented team. And Red Lion even with losing um, Courtney Dimoff, their best player, and uh, you know her father, the coach, they have a, a coach. It's Bill Novak, correct? Is the Absolutely. new coach guy with a lot of history at Northeastern. I, I think we've heard this line. You know, uh, Bill's not Don. Don's not Bill. We're going to hear that so many times throughout the year. But you lose a good coach, you get a good coach. He knows what he's doing. So, I mean, it's not a rookie, <laughs> and it's and it's a program with established success. Now, once again. Even programs with established success have one or two years when you lose everyone, you got to rebuild. They also but return they, yeah. a, a large chunk of seniors, so I think they, they could still be pretty good. Yeah, back. absolutely. So I think, and I think we're seeing it both in the boys and the girls. A lot of the top teams in the whole league are coming out of Division One. So I think that's going to be a, a very good three-team race between Central, who is really determined to knock off Red Lion, but they're going to have to deal with New Oxford too. I think it's a. Definitely those three teams are going to be the teams to watch. Agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Just a little bit of further insight on this. Intrigued to see New Oxford for this reason. Well, a couple reasons. First of all, Long is a terrific athlete, and she has a very good supporting cast. Key question here. How are they going to to respond to being the hunted? I think in the past, maybe, they were that team slipping under the radar trying to get after your centrals and your red lines of the world. I think the shoe's on the other foot a little bit now. I think people are aware of New Oxford. They know what they bring to the table. That shift in mentality, that, 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 uh, that tangible difference can be a big one. So I have my eye squarely on that. In Central York, in my mind, 
this is their year to win it. I think there's right, some pressure yeah. on them a little bit too. I think they could have beat Red Lion last year. They bring back a great player in Saxon, a front court presence in Valencic. They have the talent to do it. Now I think they got to be able to shoot the basketball well, and I think that's important. I complete. I, I think the mental game is in this year in, in the girls is more important than anything else because I. I think New Oxford has a talent to win, and I think Century York certainly has a talent to win. I think Red, and Red Lion probably does too. It come, it, you're right, it does come down more, that, that it, mentality. It does. The mentality is key. So, and Red Lion loses. They're a great coach and they're a great player, but they bring back experience. So I think whoever handles the mindset best wins this league. And New Oxford has to deal with that mentality, not just the pressure of being, you know, like you said, the hunted, but the pressure of thinking it's their year. These girls are mostly seniors. Like They've been playing together for a while. So these players like Kalen Long, they think, you know, this is our year to, to win. The coach definitely thinks it's this is the year for them to to succeed. So they've got to deal with that pressure too. But I still think they're going to be very good. But very uh, good. those battles between those three teams are going to definitely be games to watch. Huge games to watch. Cannot wait for that. Really excited for both D1 boys and girls for all the reasons we just mentioned. Let's shift our attention to Division Two basketball. Let's start on the boys' side. What is Matt Alabone thinking? I don't really know what to think, and I think we could be uh, – <laughs> In a little bit of a similar situation to Division Two football this year, where a couple weeks into the season, we had no idea who was going to win. And then, obviously, it turned out to be Suburban, the team we, we kind of thought initially. In basketball, with Northeastern, not only do they lose Northeastern from the division, all the other really kind of dangerous teams, which was West York, Gettysburg, and Eastern York, lost a lot. Now, out of those teams, I think you probably have to say maybe Eastern is the favorite right now, because I think they do bring back some experience, even though they do lose Broken Nicholas, their best player from last year. West York has a new coach, and they lose Darry McCauley and Josh Bailey's. They're two best players from last year. Gettysburg has lost now everything. Now, Josh, huge, huge losses. <laughs> yeah, Je- Jeff Bear has been around for a long time. He's a good coach, but not only do they lose their four seniors, but Ravon Dillard, the one junior who was there st- in the starting lineup, probably the most athletic player in the league, is now he goes to school in Maryland now. So they, they lose him, and that's going to be so tough because you know, we're at media day talking, and, and Bear's uh, you know, still confident about the team as, as you know, he's going to be at the beginning of the year. And they have a few kids who got time off the bench, like Kate Eckhart, David Buxton, but they don't have the athleticism of some of the kids that they lost last year. They were a very streaky team last year. They weren't consistent, but guys like Marquise Camel, Max Lampy could shoot and get to the basket. And we just don't know if they can do that this year. We really, and we'll find out. We'll find out this Friday what the type of talent they have. But uh, they're a total unknown. Two teams I have my eyes squarely on entering. First of all, 100% correct. I think the loss of the players you mentioned for Gettysburg, including Dillard, is just absolutely killer. Um, I will say this right now. I I like Eastern York an awful lot. Um, I think they bring back size, experience, good coaching. They had a very good year last year. They have to replace their 20-point scorer, Nicholas, which – That'll be a challenge. Yeah. But that ha- like you said, you know, players leave. you got to do that. Yeah, they bring back enough experience to know yeah. what they're doing, and I know their goal is giant center. Yeah, I like them here. I'm also interested to see Suburban. They bring back longtime coach, previous coach Tom Triggs. He won a District 3 title. He brings back his right-hand man on the bench as an assistant. I'm intrigued to see what they bring to the table. I think this division's wide open. I think there's an opportunity for a couple teams to sneak up and kind of get some shots in. So I, they're a team I just want to see. I want to see Triggs back in the saddle. Does Suburban bring a decent amount of talent to the I really I don't know. Eh, that part, I'm not, I don't have a handle on that per se, but I know they just bring back a coach who had a lot mm-hmm. of success there before. So I'm just intrigued to see what he brings to the table. Right. And um, But if I had to pick, if I had to pick a, a team that I like that I would pick at the top of this chart going into the season, I would say Eastern York. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. 
and I guess we move to the girls' side, and I think you bring up Suburban. I think they could definitely be a team that, that contends on the girls' side in Division Two. They were pretty good last year, I think, in second place. Uh, I think Susky, who won the division, loses some pieces. So Suburban is definitely a team to probably look at uh, on that side. I know West York might be pretty good, too. Uh, I don't know if you thought you had to add to that. I, I think that I'm going to give credit where credit's due in terms of Susquehannock winning it all last year. Certainly, I think they can be there once again, no question about that. West York, I'm intrigued by. Um, two years ago, they were great. They had two great scorers leading the way. Um, they 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 were very strong. They lost in the district. They lost late in the district tournament, and then they battled tough in the state tournament. They may have won a state tournament game, then fell on the road. I know they lost a very hotly contested game on the road in state. So I'm intrigued to see what West York brings back to the table in terms of suburban. I like what I like their mentality. I like their toughness. I like what Jess Barley brings to the table. There are no excuses for that team. They're going to get it done on the defensive end of the floor. I think you brought up the three teams to really watch for sure. I'm going to give Susky their due and say, hey, you know, they won last year. So I'm going to say I, until they're knocked off, I'm, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? They're the favorite. Uh, I would keep a close eye on those two teams behind them, though. I think West York can make a surprise move. Again, West York very good last two years ago. Tapered off a little bit last year. Finished a couple games over 500. I think the Bulldogs can be there again. And I, I, I have nothing short of respect for Barley and that suburban program. Their defense first mentality. I think they can make moves. So. Yeah, definitely. Suburban, a team that I think had decent size last year and brings back some girls there, play more of a, a low-scoring style, like you say. And you know what? When they were here for media day, I'll say this right now to all the teams I talked to, they were the one team that said, hey, you know what? Erase the slate. We don't care what we did last year. We don't care what they did the year before that. We care about what we're doing right now. We don't care about where we've been. We care about where we're at. Always a, always a smart mentality. I like the mentality a lot. And they talk about defense, defense, defense. So there's no excuses with that team. They're going to be tough to contend with. But, again, you give the champ their due. So I'm going to say, Suski, you want to, you know, you're, you're back there this year. Let's see what you can do. And, again, West York, there's going to be some teams mixing it up at the top. Uh, and, again, you know, Suburban's there also. So I think it's a three-horse race there. Suski, West York, Suburban. Keep your eye on all three. We'll see how it shakes out division three ball now this boys division i am going to be very i'm going to come clean i got catholic here <laughs> i think it's your catholics world and everybody else is trying to, to get into it uh they bring back they were one division last year and bring back really most of that town andrew forgin the senior point guard who great shooter too uh malik martin i think deandre davis is his name those two uh, athletic kids who transferred from i believe william penn yes, are both back so uh those were the really the three best players last year, and other teams like you know Delone and Hanover struggled to, to touch them last year. So they're clearly the favorite there. I would say Delone is probably the team that I could see fighting for second place. Uh, lost a couple of kids uh, from last year that were that were pretty good, like Tavian Dorsey, Bryce Mondorf, but they bring back a uh, Logan Alexander, his brother Brady Alexander, both be pretty good guards. I think they're trying to shoot the ball a lot this year and be more of a three point shooting team than last year when. Uh, they kind of had that mentality, but they also had a great or a good post player in Mondorf. It never really meshed well, so I think they're trying to be more of an up-tempo team who shoots a lot, and we'll see how that, that goes with uh, Coach Lawrence Williams. But I think they could be a pretty solid team. After that, it's so tough to say because Hanover, which uh, the past couple of years, given this league some of the best players they've seen in Kyle Kraut and Dylan Krieger, they don't really have a guy like that this year. Hunter Martz is one of the few seniors back. Tough kid, shoots the ball pretty good, but – not a superstar and just not much around him who's going to be able to score. So uh, Nate Myers, I think, is a great coach, but they got to put, you know, figure something out. 
I completely agree. A Catholic. Now, granted, in terms of Adams County teams, maybe outside of Catholic, mm-hmm. I'm not totally familiar right. with. And I'm glad you took the lead there for sure. Catholic brings back a lot of experience. They bring back the size. They bring back the talent. I think the coach did a very good job there last year. Um, I think that they clearly are the favorites in my mind. We'll see how it shakes out. Clearly, everyone needs to stay healthy. Everyone needs to be on the court. But I think they're ready to make their move. Now, I'll say this right now. On the girls' side of things, I'm highly intrigued. (laughs) Mainly because of we know what Catholic brings to the table, but I think DeLone Catholic can make a strong push. So uh, give me your analysis there on those two teams jockeying. Your Catholic, I think we've seen just for the past decade, even longer, which is just good every year under coach Kevin Bankos and uh, Kate Balhoff. I mean, other coaches have to be scared that she's got another year after this one, too, I believe. She's a junior now. She's one of the league's top scorers. Yeah. Uh, one of the best guards in the league, and I think we've—it's going to be the question throughout the year: How does uh, your Catholic's guard play match up with Delone's forward play? Uh, Delone Catholic brings Jill Novak back, a player who missed a lot of last year. She's going to Millersville, very talented, six-foot forward. A couple players, uh, Katie Apgar, Brady Zumbrum, who filled in nicely last year uh, in the post when they needed just—you know—they they had good guards last year. Katie Lockman, Allie Shipley, those girls were like, kind of solid in the post when they needed them. They'll have big roles this year, but they got a lot of experience, a lot of playoff experience. So those three forwards are going to be huge. Uh, Elise Knobloch's a solid guard. She plays really well, uh, knows, gets a lot of steals, knows how to play the game. And, uh, you know, Jerry Eckenrode, who I just wrote a feature on, just a very good coach, knows how to kind of play to his talent and not just ram whatever system he thinks works. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll find a way, even with these big players, as opposed to good guards in the past, to, to make it work. So that's going to be uh, the rivalry that we see every year, and it's going to be, you know, couple fun matchups and they might even meet in you know a district title game like we've seen a lot in the past who knows all right we ran through it i completely agree with you now let's do divisional predictions d1 who you got i think i'm gonna go i'll go for boys yes sir i'll go uh spring grove for boys and i'll I'll go new oxford for girls i'll play to, to my area a little bit i'm gonna go northeastern for boys i'm gonna go central york for girls d2 boys girls who you got I got to go Eastern with the boys, and uh, I'll say Suburban with girls. I'm going to go Eastern York as well for boys. I'm going to go Susky for girls. D3, who you got? I think I, we both have Catholic in the boys. I ha- go Catholic with the boys. I, I think I'm going to go Catholic with the girls too, and DeLone could easily do it, but Catholic I think just – I feel like they've been slightly better the past few years, and until DeLone knocks them off, I'm, I'm still going to – I'm going to go with your Catholic there. Catholic boys, DeLone girls. All right. Player to watch in all these leagues, who you got? I'm kind of putting you on the spot. We did not discuss this going into yeah. the podcast. Well, I mean, you can even have Eli, a couple. Eli Brooks is almost like, a, like yeah. a, a, a cheat in a way. So I think <laughs> like uh, Fred Mulba at Northeastern, can he kind of step up into that? That role is going to be a really interesting guy to watch. I think those are because they're going to need a, a kind of go to go to scorer. Um, I think it's Achterberg at Eastern York, another one who's going to have to step into that role now that Nicholas is gone. And, uh, I think Andrew Forgen at York Catholic, another kid who's kind of went under the radar last year, but is a, a really good player. So I we probably pointed that on the boys' side. And I'll, I'll say John Wessel from New Oxford. Too. I don't know if he's like you know player of the league, but a kid who's who's talented. Let me hit up boys real quick, yeah. and then we'll hit up girls. First of all, you kind of jacked my dude with Molba. Uh, I'm going to remember that one. Um, I'm going to say Molba as well. I'm interested to see his running mate in the backcourt, Rizzuto. I think they have a mm-hmm. nice one-two punch back there, but both of them are going to have to step up. Um, I am going to say. Um, on the boys' side of things, sorry, I'm kind of drawing a blank here. I put you on the spot, and now I, now I'm on. I'll say uh, I'm going to say same deal. I like Achterberg a lot. Um, they have two other big guys that they brought to media day. I'm interested to see their front court, but certainly 
Certainly, Achterberg was a good player last year. I think he'll have a big year. And I'm, I'm going to bite off you with Catholic as well. I hate to do this, but I'm going to say Malik Martin. Um, big kid, a lot of yeah. size. Um, they have talent there. I feel like he's going to tower over the competition in that league. So, um, those are my guys. What about D1 girls, D2 girls, D3 girls? I think you're looking at Emma Saxon from Central York and Balhoff at Zurich. I think that could be a good rivalry for player of the year. Uh, I, I don't know. If, I mean, Kaylin Long, we talk about her a lot, and she's good at basketball, but I think they're going to be a pretty kind of team-oriented approach. They've had a couple of good girls on, on that basketball team. So I think I would say those two. Uh, Division two. I know York Suburban, who I picked to win. Uh, Parker Fairclaw Hennis. I forget how to say her last name. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know she's a, a returning player who's good. But uh, I think Bayhoff versus or Bayhoff is that how you say it? Bayhoff. I, I think it's the. I think it's the. Uh, I think it's the first one you okay. said. Okay, but yeah. uh, her and Saxon, I think, could have a good uh, rival. Even though it's you know different divisions, but uh, for for Player of the Year, I think they'll both be really good. I'm going to say D1. I'm going long. Great athlete. She has a field hockey scholarship to Bucknell, I believe. I'm not going to – she's a great athlete. Yeah. That's no small accomplishment. So, I'm looking forward to seeing her. You know, D2 is an interesting one for me because I feel like those teams – it's like a team concept mm-hmm. with all those teams. Like, I don't know any standout players per se. I think of them all in the team concept. I want to see who on the Susky girls is going to step up and take the lead. Right. Um, so I'm just going to say, in general, I'm interested to see their team and who's going to step up on their team and take the lead. Uh, D3, it's kind of like you mentioned Brooks. Like, if you go Bahav, it's almost, I feel like you're almost cheating in that respect, yeah. right? Um, I'm interested. Who's the who's the DeLone player coming back who had an injury last Jill year? Jill Novak. I want to see Jill Novak because I feel like if, they're, if they have their – they have three players standing close to six mm-hmm. feet. If they all deliver on the dotted line, I pick them to win. They all got to mm-hmm. step up and deliver. So Novak's got to be there. How she recovers from her injury, how those three six-foot and above players play, that's what gives them the definitive advantage mm-hmm. over Catholic, right? I mean, right. they all need to be there. So I got my eye on those three highlighted by Novak coming off the injury. That's what I got. All right. I think uh, you know, good good mix of similarities and disagreements there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you need that, right? We're not doing this yeah. just to agree and, you know, no, no, hold hands here. Also, just your one team to watch. The one team out of all the teams, boys and girls, you're saying, I got my eye on that team. Either the heat's on or I want to see them step up or I got them. What, what, what do you got? New Oxford girls are going to be very intriguing to watch because we don't always see that school produce – I, I mean, not that they have great success in you know, field hockey and even like cheerleading stuff like that. We but don't see the a lot of right now. yeah. We don't see a lot of great basketball success from them. I think actually both the boys and girls programs are going to be very intriguing to watch because I, I remember 100%. last year talking to Sean Bear, uh, Jeff Bear, the Gettysburg coach's son, is the coach at New Oxford. And beginning of last year, his mindset was like, "It's hard being in Division One." You know, I think two years ago they I don't even won a game. Like he went to last year like really nervous how they were going to be, and they got a lot better. And this year they. It's a tough division, but they could contend. I think it's a, that'll be very interesting to keep an eye on how they kind of, you know, the the development of their team. And obviously, you know, Northeastern and Spring Grove. But I'm going to look at those two new Oxford teams as just potential, you know, so, well, the girls team isn't really a surprise. But just for a school that doesn't always have great basketball success, I think we could see it this year from that school. I absolutely love that call on both fronts. Uh, I'm going to say on the D1 ranks as well for both boys and girls. Uh, for girls, I'm going to say Central York. Um, I feel like they easily could have won last year. Right. Dimoff hit two free throws at the end to beat them by a point or two. <laughs> so I feel like this is their year. Let's see it. And then in terms of the boys, you mentioned Northeastern earlier. That that was a key storyline for you. I'm saying them as well. Um, they're moved to D1. 
how that affects the ranks. We know Spring Grove won it last year. We know they're going to be – so I'll say both those teams, headlined by Northeastern, right. I really have my eye on them. And then, of course, Spring Grove defending the crown with their fantastic Division One player, Brooks, at the point. I can't wait to see that matchup. I can't wait to see that race. I can't wait for the year to There's start. There's a lot of exciting things. I think we're going to have a lot of good basketball this year. Look forward to it. It's very exciting. 110%. Way to kick it off. We're only two days away. It's hard to believe, you know, the winter's already starting. But, uh, like I said, going to be a fun year, and uh, let's get to it. Fun year, fun first podcast. We're going to try to do this pretty frequently. So, we'll be with you all year long on game time. Check us out. Teddy Feinberg, Matt Alabone. Thanks for listening.